0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Come on, let's give God a big, big hand, huh? Yeah! Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a savior we serve, huh? You know, uh, and that clap was for Jesus, but it was also welcoming in all of our locations right now, those of you watching online. And, uh, you know, we have been in an amazing three months of revival here at Celebration. And uh, we've, um, one of the words that God gave us was when this started back in January with our season of prayer and fasting. Uh, was he was gonna restore in three months what the enemy has had held up for three years. And he has done that for so, so many of us, and he's done so many wonderful things. <laughs> Miracles and healings and families being restored, finances like you, you saw there, so many things. And uh, what I'm gonna talk to you about, if I can go ahead and be seated, you can go be, thank you very much. You can go ahead and be seated. Uh, What I want to talk to you about today is an experience that I had this past Friday, uh, a couple of nights ago at our Good Friday service. Um, You know, it's kind of exactly three months today, April 1st. It's interesting how Easter was exactly three months uh, since God spoke that word to us. And uh, I had a very powerful experience Friday night that I want to talk to you about. How many of you were at the Good Friday Service, And so you'll, you'll be able to connect. You heard me try to put into words some things that I had experienced, but it was too overwhelming. I got a few things out, and I just need to go back to the green room and process it and then go, uh, go home um, to the other Holy Spirit in my life, Carrie, and, uh, and process, <laughs> process things with her. And uh, so it's going to be a great day, but I, I want to share. Listen, I had a message to preach to you about the resurrection, and it was an awesome message. But uh, instead of preaching about the resurrection, I want to tell you about my meeting with the resurrection. Okay? And, uh, and um, so let's, let me just read. <laughs> let me read this passage. Of Scripture to you, and then we'll pray, and then Carrie's going to kind of keep this in interview format, and so I just want everyone, just think of this like a big uh, living room, and uh, we'll probably talk for about 40 minutes, and and this is very, very important. P- please, at, at the end of this service, and as much as possible during the, the service, please keep your movement to a minimum, Okay. And uh, I'm gonna dismiss us. It's not gonna be a long service. And you, you'll see uh, this weekend or this service. Guess what? I'm gonna be the first one to leave today. I am. I get. Pastor gets to leave early today. I'm gonna be the first one out of the door, and then everybody else can follow. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. After that today. But uh, I just want to read the resurrection story. Um, Mark. 16, verse 1, it says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices, and they came that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to him, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you." So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb for they trembled and were amazed and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene of whom he cast out seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and as they mourned and wept when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Thanks guys. Come on, how many of you women can relate? See, this is scripture for you. You need to keep telling your husband what you think, and (laughs) eventually God will bring him around. It says, after that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the 11, and as they sat at the... The table, everybody say table. As they sat at the table, look, he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I wanna talk to you about the experience I had Friday night where I met and I saw our risen savior. Now listen, listen. I understand the consequences that come with making a statement like that, okay? I have been walking with God for 28 years. Our church, Celebration Church, here in Jacksonville. And we have multiple locations a- around uh, the world. Uh, we've been here in Jacksonville for 20 years. Um, nothing like this has ever happened to me. I think the longevity and integrity of our ministry speaks for itself. Um, and so I know when people, when I've heard someone said they met Jesus or they saw Jesus, immediately my Weird antennas (laughs) go up. I understand that. Now, I've heard people, met people that I'm like, man, I I think that they did see Jesus or they met Jesus. And so um, when this happened Friday night, I mean, I was really a wreck. Carrie could tell you. Like, I was just kind of sobbing. I couldn't sleep. This went on into Saturday. Thank goodness you came to church today and not Saturday night because in trying to describe, like emotionally I was a wreck, in, in trying to describe what I had experienced, it was just difficult. It was difficult to put into the right language. So thank God I have a wife who has a great command of human language and <laughs> taught English. And uh, so a lot of what, we, what, what I'm, we're gonna talk about is you, you can't really put into words, but we're gonna, we're gonna do our, our best. And the thing about it is when I was like, what should I share? How much of this should I share? Um, what I realized that today, there's no way I could have preached a message about the resurrection. When I was with the resurrection Friday night, there's just no way. I would have had to sit on the front row and y'all be like, why is Stovall preaching? And then somebody tell you, well, he thinks he saw Jesus. Like, I, I don't know what, you know, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, so I know how it is. You're, you're a first-time guest here at celebration today, and someone's going to ask, hey, how was Easter? Like, man, and went, the pastor said he saw Jesus. And uh. But now that I think about it, if God was going to privilege me with having this experience, I can't think of a better time than right before we talk about his resurrection. That... that this would happen. And so it happened Friday night. I'm about to turn it over to, to Carrie here. And I do wanna say there's gonna be a part two to this on, on Wednesday night. I, I could probably talk for several sessions. Don't worry, we're gonna 40 minutes. And, uh, and So part two will be Wednesday night and I open it up to everyone. If you wanna go onto our church website on the app and, and email in a question about something that I say, that you, you wanna know something about Jesus that I don't know if I can answer it, but I'll tell you, I'm, I met with him. And, uh, and, and it was just a real powerful experience.
1: Yeah, so before we um, get into it, just one more thing. I wanna just set some context um, around what you're gonna hear. What we're about to share with you is something called a waking vision and it's, a, um, it's, it's, it's something that's biblical. We can find it in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Um, you see this kind of vision when Peter was praying and a sheet came down from heaven and told him that all food was clean to eat, and then he was told to go to the house of Cornelius and preach to him and baptize him. We uh, see it happen, the, the apostle Paul talks about it, um, but it is very a very, very rare kind of vision because it happens while you're awake, and the best way I can describe it is that you're awake, and you you know everything that's going on, but at the same time, uh, like a window or a, something, you have, there's an opening into the heavenly realm, and you are also present there, experiencing something that God wants to show you there. So it's very overwhelming because here you are on this side, experiencing what you were experiencing communion, and you're in church, and you're hearing Pastor Paul talk, and then on this side, you are having this full-blown meeting with Jesus. And so we're gonna try the best we can to... Um, explain this, that something like that is so heavenly and it's so spiritual, and all we have to describe it are earthly words. And the minute you start to describe it, it's like, ah, oh, that's not quite right. It's like if somebody asks you to describe what love is, you, the first, the minute you try to define it, you reduce it because you you can't describe it, and that's how Jesus kind of is. It's like it's so hard to describe everything, but. We're going to do our best. So um, I just wanted to, I'm going to set the tone. I'm going to ask you a few questions. And first of all, this happened, it was during uh, the Good Friday service toward the end, and you went on stage with Pastor Paul to take communion. And we were, the way we were doing communion at that service was that we were celebrating communion as um, the Messianic Jews would do as a Passover Seder. And so uh, it was it's very, just very different than the way we do it here. But um, it was very reverent and, and the presence of God was there and it was very strong. And so you're on, you're on the stage and Pastor Paul is, uh, you take the bread, you hold it. Pastor Paul is praying and then he starts to pray in Hebrew. So what happened then?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so the Passover Seder, like that's the way that Jesus and his disciples were taking communion at the last, well, we call it communion, but that's what they were doing at the Last Supper. And so we were celebrating Jesus, obviously, as our Passover lamb. And so what Pastor Paul did, who's, uh, you know, if you know Pastor Paul, he's just an amazing man of God. He goes to church here. He's been in ministry for 40 years. Um, He has a great ministry. He's a Messianic Jew, and he has a great ministry around the world to the Messianic community. And so it was at the the part of the service. I was up here. I was like right there and I had taken a piece of the bread and I had it in my hand and then Pastor Paul was out front out here and he held up the bread and what he was doing, he would speak it in Hebrew and then he would speak it in English. And so he began to speak in Hebrew the scripture where Jesus told his disciples, take and and eat. This is my Body That was broken for you and, and, and he began to speak that in Hebrew And then when he spoke that in Hebrew Now I've heard Hebrew before I've been to Messianic services I've been to Israel I'm, I'm familiar with Hebrew But when he spoke Hebrew I don't know if it was the second word Halfway through the first word But like it started with him And then I heard an, another voice It was another voice in Hebrew and this voice was a different voice and it was clear and it was loud. And, and so that started you this. Heard this
1: with your ears. It's not in your spirit. Yes.
0: Yes. So this is really important. So, so, um, I've never heard the audible voice of God. I've been walking with God for 28 years. I've never heard the audible voice of God, the way God speaks to me. Like many of you who know Jesus, you know, 90% of the time it's through his word. And he takes a scripture and he illuminates it to me in my spirit. That's the quickening. That's the prompting. And you know, that's for you. And then you pray how to apply it. And he's speaking this, the other ways that God speaks to me, the best way that I can describe It's just like, he drops it in my spirit. It's not a voice it's there. And then, um, it's there. And I'm Trying to explain it or whatever. This was different. This was an audible voice, and so when that happened, that's when everything started happening.
1: So, um, you basically heard this voice three times, right? And on the- yes,
0: and so so, and it was a. How many of you were at the service? Who who was? How many? Some of you were at the at the Good Friday service. Put that,
1: up. that might help too. So.
0: Yeah. So it was. It was. I'll put it in just a second. It was. It was thick in here, wasn't it? I mean, the Holy Spirit was just heavy, heavy in here. And so it was already like I was heavy in the presence of God. And this is very important because this is this kind of the second thing that happened. So we were heavy in the presence of God. Um, and I almost felt, I don't want to say sleepy because I wouldn't go to sleep. It was heavy. And then I heard that voice And then when I heard that voice, like, okay, that was an audible voice. That wasn't Paul's voice. And then when I heard that voice again, I felt another presence. Now listen, listen, I know the Holy Spirit. I understand theologically that Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit. I understand that we serve one God in three persons. I understand that, OK? The presence here was Jesus. It was the second person of the Godhead. It was the person of Jesus. It was the It was the, the person of Jesus. That And so when that happened I heard the voice again, the Hebrew again. I don't know what Paul is saying at this time. I'm hearing the other voice. And, and we, we haven't on uh, video what was going on, but we only have one still shot. I want to show you. So <laughs> that was me for a while standing there. And Matt, <laughs> Matt and, and the staff can tell you, most of the staff down here, they thought something was wrong with me. Um, they were like, what's wrong with pastor? Is he mad? Like they, you know, like, you know, he's, they, so, so they weren't, um, you know, they knew something was up, but they obviously didn't think, you know, I was meeting with Jesus. And, um, and so, so when he spoke it again, then that's where I would, I would say like, I was in the heavenly, it, it felt like here I was in a trance, but like you said, I was aware. Like you couldn't, you, I was aware, but I was in a trance. And then the third time that he spoke it, I was in the heavenly realm. I was, I was like the presence that I felt, he appeared. Like there he was,
1: and tell a little bit, like, you were there. Where is there? What were you doing when you were there?
0: Yes, so I was at the Lord's table. I was at, at. it was like the Last Supper, but it wasn't what happened on earth. I wasn't in a dark room, and Jesus was sweaty, and I could see the faces of the disciples. I was in, like, the heavenly version of that like if
1: you could go into heaven, if you were in heaven and you were reenacting that moment or recre- recreating it, it was the same, you just knew it was, it was a model. It was the same, yes. it was the same thing. And,
0: and Jesus, Jesus had the bread. Okay. So Jesus had the bread and I was there at the table with the disciples But I didn't see their faces. I didn't see them in flesh and blood. All I can tell you is they were just there. I'm just describing what I experienced. And I was at the Lord's table and then all, and then I looked at the bread, the bread that I had been holding in my hand. And at that moment I knew that Jesus served me that bread. He had a piece of the broken bread in his hand. He was not looking at me. He was looking out, like, at first it was like he was looking out to all the congregation, like leading us in the Passover service, remembering him. But then it got, it was like, up here was the table, and I was there next to Jesus, and the, the, the bread, like realizing that he served me that bread, and that he was inviting me, He was including me to partake and be part of his table. It just, it started to be overwhelming.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things you said, um, I mean, I think one of the things that, uh, that the reasons that one of the reasons that we both believe that one of the reasons that this happened to him on Friday night is because there's a lot of people here who Jesus would like to introduce himself to. <laughs> Amen. and he would like you to know what he's like and he would like for us to tell you what he's like and so um and so i want to ask you a couple of questions that are really cool so you were you said that this personality when you say G, when you met jesus and you met him like as he was on earth that is the, the that is what you feel like you're meeting his personality yeah. not yeah okay yeah
0: so so this is the first of many, what I would call dichotomies that are two things at once that's hard for the human mind. Opposites. Yeah, they're opposite. So in our human mind, it's hard for us to merge these two. So the first thing that I was taken back with is like Jesus' personality. Like this is how Jesus was when he was on the earth. Like I heard his voice, the tone of his voice, The cadence of his voice. I could sense his mood. I could sense his presence. Like, like, like his, he has a personality. It's like, you know, he was fully God, but many times we forget, you know, the man Christ Jesus. Like, he came as a man, like, so he has his own unique personality. And that was, so watch, so, so, so. So so what's overwhelming is like it's like he was new in that way but at the same time I felt like I'd known him forever like I, I like, like 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 I can't describe the closeness the closeness that I felt with Jesus like he didn't look at me like I never saw the front of his face you know if you want to know I mean Maybe this is no surprise. He was wearing a white garment, you know. (laughs) He had on a white garment. He had brown hair. I could, if there was a sketch person, I could, I could describe it. I'm looking at the side. It was like this. He never welcomed me. He never turned and said, "Hey, Stovall." He never any like it was. I I was. I wouldn't have guessed. I was supposed to be there. He's like this. He's. It's a closeness that. You can't describe at the same time. Well, like this is the first time I'm kind of meeting the personality side of Jesus that that the disciples were familiar with because he walked the earth.
1: So, what are some things, some impressions that you got? Because one of the things you said that was so so incredible was that his personality, all the attributes of it, are communicated through his voice. When you hear his voice, you just you can just know his character almost through his voice. Describe his voice. Like, was it calm? Was it soft, loud? Well, he spoke in Hebrew. (laughs) And I
0: don't really know what that means. You know, I I don't know how to interpret that. Um, But the best way I can say this is his voice was a reflection of his attributes. So the one thing that stuck out to me was, was Jesus was very... He was passionate. He was not emotional, but he was passionate. And, and he was the, the and, you know, the strength, the authority. I mean, we've got the, the authority. I could, his authority and his strength, and this is just his personhood. You know, so all these things are the gentleness, the authority, like all these, comp- what many times we as humans consider competing virtues, somehow they're all... And one, and the the authority. So, like when I was in His presence, I'm telling you right now, the fear, watch, the fear of God, was so. It was such a fear of God, but it was clean, it was pure, it was accepting, like it was this holy fear. Like I can't believe I'm included. I I like. I'm so unworthy, he's so worthy, I'm so small, he's so big, but his love, his overwhelming love, the love, like, like, so it's this, it's, it's hard for, the, his overwhelming, his love overwhelms everything. So all these other things, it's, it's, his, his love is the, is the overriding thing. So now I know, I know what that scripture means, perfect love cast out all fear. I experienced that, that, in in that heavenly vision, and and the authority, like the the authority that he carries, and he's not he's not passive, but he's not aggressive. Uh, aggressive. <laughs> You're walking out of here, okay, great. He's not this. He's not that. He's not. He's he's um, it, it's, it's like, he's a leader. Like he's a, he's a, his, his strength. Okay. let me see. His, his strength, his authority, his strength. So I can totally see, you know, the stories in the Bible, like the woman with the issue of blood. And she's like, if I can just grab a hold of, I, I'm telling you, like, like I didn't touch Jesus. He didn't touch me. I didn't feel like he needed to. I felt, I felt such oneness, such closeness. I felt, but but I can see how this Jesus, if he's walking on the earth, even for totally self-serving purposes, somebody like me, I'm gonna. T- I, if I can just grab a hold of any part of him, that strength, that power, that authority, it's gonna. So, So like, I understand that. I cannot wait to read through the Bible again. I totally understand why the centurion said, hey, I I understand authority. I have guys under me. He sensed that authority in Jesus. He's like, you don't need to come back here. I sense you have authority. So just go ahead and say the word and it's gonna happen. That, That authority and the strength is...
1: So like, you know, when we pray... For things like we want to pray for healing or pray for something, we you know it's okay. We all do it, but we're, we we work for it in a sense. Like Jesus, in Jesus' name, we command this. You know, we get you know we our emotions get into it, and because we're we're rousing our faith up, right? We're we're activating our faith. Jesus would never have to do that. He would would he? He just no. He
0: would never. He would never. He doesn't know. He would never have to work it. He just is. It's it's almost like. He's containing it. Yeah. it. Like he would never have to raise his, I don't know if he did, He not while I was there, but he would never have to his power is not in the raising of the voice or whatever. It's just him. It's who he is.
1: He has authority. He has everything. authority. So when God, in the Bible where it says all authority has been, when he said all authority has been given to me in, in heaven It and is earth.
0: literally all authority. Yes. It is all authority. It is the, the, that's what the authority it's overwhelming, which, you know, speaks to his death and resurrection because he, 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 he conquered death, hell and the grave. He has the keys to death and hell. He has all authority in heaven and earth.
1: Something else that you mentioned too is about Jesus's personality was that he is the kind of person that you just want to be around. Like you just—it's like attractional. It's, yes. You you just want to be around him. Yes.
0: So 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 okay. So here's the all okay. So this this was this is overwhelming. Okay. So like I'm next to Jesus. I was just so still. And when you're next when when I was next to Jesus, it's almost that strength and authority that he, that he has. I want to see the the video but it almost like forces you to you just kind of bow it just kind of bows you somewhat and and but his overwhelming love is flooding you and then it's like you've known him forever but it, here's like Jesus like the man Christ Jesus like okay so this is, all right, just remember if I forget something, if I get off track, but so he's God, he's Lord, he's Christ, but he, he treats you as an equal. It, it was, it, that is overwhelming. Like, like I felt like I'm part of his team. I'm, I'm, yeah, like I'm as he's like my best friend. Jesus is the best version of every type of man or leader. He's the best brother you could have. He's the best friend you could ever have. He's the best <laughs> husband. He's he's just the best. He's he's the best version of everything. He's sounds weird for me say but he's like a perfect man. He's the second Adam. He, he's the perfect man. So like, I never, I never had an older brother. It's like, I felt that. And I don't even know what he was saying in Hebrew, but here's the thing. He was it was here. It was deep under deep. I I wouldn't call it telepathy. I just, I knew I'm fully known. and And it was all Happening, You know, like you, you, we all maybe have a a, a, a friend or a relative. And you know how you cannot see that person for a few years? But you're so close, like like me and my sister Conway. Mom's over there. So I won't, you know, Carrie says, you don't talk to your sister enough, blah, blah, blah. And, uh,
1: Doesn't.
0: and um, I might not talk to Conway, see her for a long, long time. And we get together and it's like, We've never, we've been together all our life. Like there's no, it's just like that. So it was like that with Jesus just to the hundredth degree. It's like he was my brother. Like I understand why he said the disciples, hey, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. I understand now why we're going to rule over the angels because we're co-heirs with Christ. He's the firstborn among many brethren. So yes. Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is my Savior, Jesus is my King, Jesus is my God, but the fact that he would treat me like an, an equal, like I can, I'm can, i his brother, I'm his, I'm his friend.
1: So um, one of the, I'm just one asking for people in here, you know, I'd, if there's a person, just looking across this whole room, if there's a person in here who is afraid that if they came to Jesus, They've done too many bad things. Maybe Jesus He w- would
0: never reject anybody. He would never. If you come to him, he would never, he would never, never. He would never do that. He would never do that. And then that goes the other thing, like, like his back to his personality. So I see now while the sinners wanted him to to come to their house. I see why now kids would flock to him. Jesus, he's not, you know, some of us are stoic. That's okay, don't take this in the wrong sense. But it, at least he's always been, he's not stoic. He's not just kinda, you know, otherworldly. Like, he, he's attractional. He's like, he's, you wanna be around him. You just wanna, you just wanna, you just wanna be around him. Yeah. You just wanna, I, I, I see now. So, so you know, the, the disciples, like, so, so I see now, when they're walking with Jesus, they think they can do anything. So, so that's why you see now, you know, like, remember Jesus, and it's, it's, who is it, James and John, and they're going through the town, and the town rejects Jesus, and James and John are like, let's call down fire. Come on, let's call down fire on the heaven. Let's go right now, let's go.
1: They want Jesus to pull out some of that massive firepower yeah, like, and invincible. You feel like you invincible. can do
0: anything. And he's got this aura. He's got this.
1: Like Jesus is here and when he's there, anything can happen. Just anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's like the action oriented maybe. Like he's always just anything could happen.
0: Yeah. 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 And, And then, and then the 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 saying all that but then the gentleness like i know what that scripture means now i mean i'm i was saying my pastor or some of you are like don't you you never knew what any of these scriptures meant like yes <laughs> like, <laughs> yes but it's 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 different like, like you know how it says in the Bible how, I think it was John who said, you know, we've, we've seen him. We've walked with him. Our, our hands have held him. You know, like, I, I didn't touch Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't feel, it was, I don't know how I could have been closer than I felt just being next to him. But he's so powerful and so awesome. And, and, and you're just so, I was so just, I just couldn't believe I was included. And Jesus, like, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't like, it wasn't like welcome. And it was like, no, like, you're supposed to be here. Like,
1: belonging.
0: belonging. This like, is your seat. We say you. Tr- yeah, treating me. <sighs> he's just so wonderful. And I think about that scripture, you know, your gentleness has made me Great the, the gentleness with all of that authority and strength. Um. Yeah.
1: So, so um, one of the things I love that you said was we were talking about, you know, people feeling like that maybe they can't be good enough to meet Jesus or to come to him. And you said that verse, uh, we've all sinned and fallen short, has a whole new meaning now. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yes, so like you know like I'm saying G- Jesus would never like he would never t- like <laughs> our sins, you know the scripture all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. Like a way short. Okay, <laughs> like 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 we're all so far from God's standard. That's why your sins, your mistakes, you know, whether you committed a zillion and i committed 2 zillion or what whatever the like we're so we're so far like sin that's why i went to the cross like your mistakes what what's going on in your life that that that's the last thing you should ever think about that would keep you from god that's why jesus died on the cross see like yeah
1: it's a whole new revelation. You, there's no way that we could ever be good enough that to be worthy. So oh he had God. to do all the work.
0: He had to do all, all the work. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that, that's one of the other things I want to bring out about communion, the sacredness of communion. Oh, um, yeah. This is so um, powerful. You know, when communion is a covenant, so I'm gonna, he's going to talk about this, but in a covenant, there's always two, two parts of the covenant. And usually it's a more powerful party and a less powerful party. And they're gonna agree to the terms of the covenant and there's gonna be an exchange that takes place. The more powerful person is gonna offer something like protection or provision or something like that and in return, the less powerful party will um, agree to pay taxes or this is like in a governmental situation, they'll agree to pay taxes or they'll agree their loyalty or their military support or something like that. And so a covenant is never one-sided, it always has two parts. So. Just go ahead and talk about that whole thing. So
0: this is, if you want to say this, the serious or, or like it was all serious, but, but this was just, once again, it was overwhelming. So remember I said, I knew that Jesus had served me that bread. And so I was standing there next to him and and all of these things and more, and I'll, I'll talk about Wednesday night, um, were happening. When it came time to take the bread, I looked at that bread and I realized what Jesus was saying, asking of me. And I knew that if I took that bread, I was telling Jesus, yes, I want you to go shed your blood for my sins. I knew that if I took, it was covenant it was a blood bond for life and death, and I, it was so sacred, and 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 I, Jesus was, he was saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save you, I'm going to conquer sin, and he wasn't, this is, it, I just, it was communicated, this is what it, I understood this was, like, oh, I'm going to save, I'm going to conquer sin in the grave. I'm going to open up heaven. I'm going to give you eternal life. I will give you all of my power, all of my authority, all of my love. It was the covenant. Imagine you're, you're making a covenant with God. And God's saying I'm going to shed my blood for you and I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give you all of my healing power, all of my authority, all of my power. I'm going to I'm going to create a, a place for you in heaven. I'm going to do I'm but if I took that bread I was saying, "Yes, Jesus, go shed your blood for my sins." my sins. And this is a whole nother conversation, but one of the main things that God taught me was, and what he wants to restore in the church, is what the power of communion and what that's supposed to really represent and the power of healing that it has in your life, we will never Never, ever again will we ever get those grape juice things and just pop off a, a deal. And that is so far. It is, it is about the covenant. And so here's, here was what I understood. This was my part. My part was this. Jesus is saying, and this ties into the resurrection. Jesus was saying, when I was taking it, I'm saying, yes, you go Shed your blood for my sins. Communion is very personal. It's very personal. You go shed your blood for my sins. And in turn, here's what Jesus was asking of me. And in turn, I'm going to lay down my life for you so that when you rise, you're going to rise through me. And it's not going to be I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's, that's, the, that's the covenant. That, that is the covenant. And there's a, I'll, I'll talk more on Wednesday. There was this whole other, like, this is what Jesus was making with his disciples. And, and what he did, I know this experience I had for him. He wants to have this type of personal experience with every one of you. And what that is, is, is Jesus saying, I'm going to lay down my, I'm, he's going to really sacrifice I mean, he's gonna. His blood is gonna be shed, and your part of the covenant is you lay down your life for me. You lay down your life for me, and my resurrection is gonna come through you. My resurrection power, and I'm gonna live my life through you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and, you, and together. Watch, and we're gonna carry on the Father's mission. Now I understand understand when he talks about Kier told me not to get up. Now I understand. Now I understand you know the scriptures like and Jesus says an even greater work shall you do. I'm like what? How can we do great? Now I understand that because he's, he's, he's resurrecting through us. Yes, he rose from the grave and he's at the right hand of God and he can appear in many forms as, as he appeared to me in this vision. I, I understand that. But his re, he resurrects through us so that he can live his life through us, so that he can continue to carry on the mission of his Father so he can bring all of his lost children home and then one day return and establish his kingdom and put every single one of his enemies, Satan, all the fallen angels, all the demons of hell, all the evil spirits that have kept man in hostage, he's gonna crush them under his feet. So the rest on Wednesday. Yes. Okay. So this, listen, I'm gonna ask no one move. Listen, that's a whole nother thing we can talk about Wednesday. I understand how in Corinthians, if you're at that table and you're 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 treating that as a common thing, I understand why they were getting sick and dying. It's it's sacred, and I want to apologize to all of you as your pastor that I have not led well in the area of water baptism and communion and keeping the sacred things of the Lord sacred and, and, and we are gonna see those things restored. And, and when they're restored, we're gonna see the power that Jesus intended them to have, okay? So, so this is the altar call today. What water baptism represents, water baptism, think of it this way. Jesus went to the cross and died for us, right? He did all the work. What he asked for us is to believe in him by faith. And the initial act, if you want to say the cutting of the covenant, he did his part, right? You know what your part is in saying, yes, your first part, your part of the covenant, it's being water baptized. That's why, listen, the sinner's prayer, it's fine. We can say the sinner's prayer. That's nowhere in the Bible because they understood the the covenant. That's why ever, Jesus, what do you say? You, you believe and what? Water baptized. You'll be saved. I understand the water does not save you. I, under, I understand that you are saved by faith through grace. Okay. Or you're saved by grace through faith. I understand that. But I'm telling you, we have cheapened the blood of Jesus by just saying, come and say a prayer. It was never meant to be like that. It is a covenant. It is a blood covenant. It is a covenant. And that bread, if, you, if you're going to take that bread, you're saying, go shed your blood for my sins. God's doing that. The least we can do, of course I'll lay down my life, of course I'll get water baptized. Do, do you see? and what what are the things that's, that's happened in the church and I, I'm sorry, and this revival's about re- restoration. It's like man, the church is weak because we're not doing things according to the biblical pattern that Jesus established, because there is power in the pattern. You see what I'm saying? There's power. You take, you take communion, you, you take the communion right the right way, the cup of blessing. Whoa, I can't wait to see how many people get healed the next time we do communion and do it right. You get water baptized understanding I'm coming into covenant with God and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. You know what's going to happen? You're going to come up out of that water and just like with Jesus, the heavens are going to be opened. And all of a sudden you're going to have an open heaven over your life for the very first time. Now the book of Acts makes sense. All the fear and the miracles and the love, but also like. the Lord's table is special the blood of Jesus is special so this is the altar call if you, I'm asking you if you haven't really been following Jesus he's extending you that invitation today he wants to include you and if you're ready to follow Jesus, we're going to get water baptized. You might say, well, all we got Easter uh, pictures. I understand all that. I, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking in the, in the Bible when the guy says, hey, Jesus, I'll follow you, but my dad's died. First, let me go bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. Now listen, here's Jesus. Understand now, once again, that seems like competing Interest it 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 wasn't that what Jesus you know what he was really saying is you're just not serious like you won't get water baptized you're just not you're not serious you don't understand what this is all about so here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be here's what the altar call is if you need to be saved if you haven't been water baptized the right way Or are you like, you just been playing games? I don't know, you know who you are. The Jesus is here, the Holy Spirit's here, you know who you are. He's calling you right now to follow him. He is calling you right now to follow him. And you know you haven't been following him. He's offering you everything, salvation, eternal life, everything that he rose for, a place at his table next to him. Seated with him in heaven, eternal life, forgiveness. He offers you everything right now. That's his part. Your part is saying yes to that and a cutting covenant with him through water baptism. That's it. Some of you have already done that. Praise God. So here's what I want I want right now. I want no eyes closed, I want no heads bowed. I want everybody looking around. We're, we're getting out of this hole. I don't even know where it came from. It, you, just, l- listen, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't, I don't have to go into the, all the scriptures about being ashamed at his coming. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a power God. Listen to me, Jesus is alive. He's risen and I met with him Friday night and I'm telling you, he sent me here to tell you today. He wants you to come and covenant with him. So right now, if that's you, look, we got tiles, we got t-shirts, we got all that or you can just jump in in your clothes. Whatever you, you need to do, it doesn't matter. There's water right out there. There's water right out there. Don't delay, so if you want, I want you to come meet me. I'm gonna lead you to the water baptism, but if that's you, you know God's calling you to follow him. You know God is calling you right now. Come on, come on, I want you to come down and meet me right here. I want you to come down and meet me right here. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Don't harden your heart. Come on, all of heaven is watching right now. Jesus, Jesus is here. He's inviting you to have a place at his table. Come on, this is his day. This is his day. Forget about the movies, forget about whatever. You can do that tomorrow. Let this be his day. He deserves this day, give him this day. Come on, come on, come on, they're still coming. They're still coming. I want you to clap, church. Oh, you lost today, Satan, you lost today, Satan. at all of our locations. Where's that camera? It's right here. (laughs) Listen, all of our locations. So campus pastors, I need you to do exactly what I'm doing at all of our locations. Listen, you know you need to follow Jesus. He's cutting covenant with you today. You are gonna be saved and God is gonna bring an open heaven over your life. When you come up, when you go down, here's here's what it is. When you go down, You're laying down your life. You're dying to yourself. And when you come up, you're coming up in the newness of life with Jesus, the resurrected Christ, on the inside of you, living his life through you to carry on our Father's mission. So, are you all right? So here's what we're going to do. I'm gonna lead everybody out this way. I don't want anybody leaving yet, cause we're all going first. Pastor, pastor gets to leave first today. And you know what? I want all of y'all to follow me, cause you know who I'm following? I'm following Jesus. And now all of y'all are following Jesus and we're going right out to the water baptism, right out there, watch. I know it's gonna be messy. I know it's gonna take time. You know what, that's okay. We're a family. This this is a sacred moment that you will never forget. And I prophesy over you right now. Listen, when you come up out of that water, you will never be the same. Some of you, watch. Some of you, raise your, if you don't mind, raise your hand if you feel like you've been tormented. The word is tormented, tormented in some way. I want you to raise your hand if that's you. When you come up out of that water, that torment is gone in Jesus' name. You will never be the same. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. You come up out of that water, you are healed. You're in your sound mind. You're gonna have peace. Are y'all ready? Y'all follow me, I'm following Jesus. And then all the rest of y'all can come out and watch or whatever y'all need to do. Come on, let's go. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.